tabernacle, take the living hymnal, please, if you would. 426, 426, dwelling in Beulah land. We'll stand and sing all four stanzas, page 426. Everyone stand, please, if you would. You have the page number, let's sing it together. Far away the noise.
wonderful to know Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I told Brother Stevens I wanted to shake things up a little bit this morning and ask um, all the men who would to join us at the altar for an altar of prayer. And I've asked um, Brother Roth to come up and start us, lead us in prayer and also Brother Pope. And um, we had a blessing take place yesterday on, on outreach. And so um, Brother Roth is going to share that. And we're going to pray. So you men who will, if you'd meet us at the altar, uh, we'll open up this morning an altar of prayer. Well, God is good and he's good all the time. Amen. We was able to go out on visitation yesterday. I think there's around 15 or 16 of us. And uh, one of the first doors we went to, a fellow named uh, Harrison, was able to talk to him, begin to witness to him. He's very open to the gospel. He actually come out on the front porch and we'd be able to share the gospel with him and begin to tell him about uh, how to be saved and about conviction. And asked her if he was under conviction. He said, yes, I am. And he brought back when he was about 15 years old, he's 44 now, and uh, that he was in a car accident and he was actually driving, had three of his friends there and all three of them were, were killed in that car accident. And he said he's been troubled ever since. But anyway, when I got witnessing to him, he felt like God was dealing with them. But anyway, he called on God, repentance and faith. He got saved yesterday. He's 44 years old and uh, his family's got COVID. So they're not here, but he is open for us to come back and do Bible study or the pastor. And uh, so anyway, we're looking forward to that. But I'm glad God saves old sinners, don't you? So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we do love you. You are worthy. We're thankful for God's goodness. We do pray for Harrison, Lord. I know that he, he called on God in repentance and faith yesterday, very open, receptive to the gospel, and been troubled for many years. And I'm glad he got peace of mind, peace of heart. And then I pray for his family. He knows his wife needs to be saved and, and uh, he's got three children. And so he, he he said that he'd love for us to come back sometime. And I pray they'll get in church and, of course, get baptized and just serve right here. I do pray for the service today. I pray you'll anoint our pastor as he preaches the word. I pray, Lord, you anoint the song service. And I pray you'll continue to bless God and direct. And, Lord, help our church to be a soul-winning church. We thank you for souls that have been saved down through the years. We thank God for that and our mission program. I'm glad we got a burden right across the street and across the world. Thank God for our pastor. Thank God for our church. But I pray you'll just do something special for us today. I pray you'll just minister to us now. Have your willing way. I know there's a lot of burdens. A lot of people got lost loved ones and, and I just pray you'll save them and woo them and draw them. And I just pray God that you'll help us all fight the good fight of faith. Give us victory this day. And we'll thank you for all that you do now in Jesus' name. Our precious Father, how thankful we are that we serve a God that's still on the throne. That you're still able to do exceeding abundantly above all the we ask of thee according to the power that worketh in us. And we thank you today, dear Lord God, for the house of God, the man of God we stand in here just shortly. We thank you, dear God, for the good news of somebody getting saved on visitation yesterday. We praise you, dear Lord, and we're so encouraged every time I hear Brother Roth and the ministry that which you called him into and people getting born again. It kind of puts me at shame that I had one anybody to the Lord today. God, I pray, God, Father, this day that somebody's lost in our midst that somebody will get saved today, dear God, before it's too late. That you take the word of God and convict their souls. We pray for those that aren't here today, Brother Brown, Brother Vaughn, and others, dear Lord, that can't be here. We just miss them so very bad. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, dear Lord God, and thank you for answering our prayers and meeting our needs. We pray for our missionaries this morning. 
We pray, dear Lord, for the Sunday school class that we just uh, uh, listened to, God, that we apply it to our lives, make application. We thank you, dear Lord, for answering prayers. We thank you for our founder, Brother Seitler. And I still rings in my ear, can God? God can. He's still on the throne. We're so thankful to you, dear Lord, this morning for meeting our prayers. I pray for my granddaughter this morning who's got COVID, that you'd touch her and help her and my family there at Charlie's house and his daughter. God help him today. Thank you now, God, for giving us a man of God that's not afraid to stand up and preach the word of God. Use him today for your glory. Speak to our souls. Speak to my soul. Draw me closer to you, Lord. We'll be very careful to give you the praise. We ask it in that name that's above every name, in the lovely, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Those in the congregation and choir, if you will, take that living hymnal, please. Page 220. 220. Sweet hour of prayer, Brother Ken and uh, Miss Judy. 220. We'll sing all three stanzas as a special this morning. Thank you again for being here at Tabernacle today. And you pray now for the choir.
choir for that a good number this morning. Let's stand again, please, if you would. Page number 68. Page number 68. Praise him. Praise him, Jesus, our blessed Redeemer. Then we'll allow the choir to come down to join you in the congregation. Stanza one, praise Thank you. You may be seated. I trust that someone 
spoke to you and maybe shook your hand. Tabernacle has always been a friendly church and we welcome all of our visitors with us today. We have visitors just about every service and we appreciate you coming by and being with us today. Let me give you some prayer needs here and then after I'm through, Brother Terrell will come with some announcements and then we'll continue with the service. Here's a note handed me this morning. Please pray for uh, Jenny Wilson and Mrs. Terry Follis. This is Jenny's cousin. Mrs. Follis will be burying her husband today in Florida. This will be a difficult time for both ladies. We'll be praying about that. Uh, Mrs. Wilson, Brother Wilson is the horn blower up here, the trumpet player, his wife. And her cousin burying her husband today in Florida. So pray about that if you would. And then I had a report about Kerry Johnson. He, the gentleman that comes ever so often and he's living in Florida, had some problems with his leg, doing much better. You continue to pray for him if you would. And then also pray for the Catapagos. They're over in India and Brother Sam Todd's with them as well. Passing out gospel literature and witnessing to the saving grace of the Lord. You pray for them. Dr. Mark Sani has some health concerns. Carolyn Suttles has a cousin that needs salvation. Roy Ray is recovering from surgery. Jessica Jackson's mother had recent surgery. Pray for her. Then also Yogi Morris had a fall last week. You continue to pray for Brother Mrs. Yogi and Brother Steve, if you would. And then Ramona Merrill had vertigo. I'm not sure how she's doing. She's back there. Good to see you this morning. And uh, you pray for that vertigo issue. That's a problem. I understand. My wife has it quite a bit. So you pray for Mrs. Merrill. Bob and Sherry Gillum have some health concerns. Pray for them. Donnie McCall uh, had a skin cancer removed. Pray for him. Mrs. Toby Moody. She's here. Good to see you. She was sick. Good to see you feeling better. Brother Charles Pope, great-granddaughter, Cora, eight months old, has COVID. Make this a matter of prayer, if you would. And then Brother Jack Proctor has an upcoming shoulder surgery. Congratulations, Brother Proctor. Married couple, been married, what, a week and a half, maybe? God bless y'all. We appreciate that. And good to see you back in church. And then good to have Brother Benny Poole and his wife. They have married, what, about a month or so ago. And good to see y'all in church this morning. Amen. And hope Brother Melvin Vaughn's doing doing okay. You pray for him. And then uh, Chrissy Dorsey is sick today. Pray for her. And then uh, found out yesterday Dr. Joe Arthur's mother. We've been praying for her. She did pass away, went to heaven yesterday. So you continue to pray for Brother Joe Arthur and his family and the home going of his mom. And then pray for Gospel Light Baptist Church in Walkertown as they seek a new pastor, Brother Morris and their previous pastor has resigned about a month ago. He has ALS and you continue to pray for Brother Matt that the Lord would be with him in a very special way. All right. Just want to make an announcement about outreach on Saturday. Uh, this coming Saturday again at 10 a.m. We're going to have another lesson and then followed by outreach uh, of some kind. And, uh, you know, just just a, a remark about yesterday, had someone get saved, and I'm glad God's still in the saving business. And, um, you know, I think it was Lee Robertson said the, that, uh, you know, people always saying that soul winning doesn't work or this doesn't work. And he said, well, it's either the gospel doesn't work or people just aren't giving the gospel out. And I believe that people just aren't giving the gospel out. And if you, you say, oh, I can't really do it very well, well, that's okay. It's like fishing. I'm not a good fisherman, but you do it enough, you're going to catch one every once in a while. So just uh, just think about being with us on Saturday, 10 a.m. We'd love to have you. I'm telling you, it's a great time and, and very fun and enjoyable, and hopefully we'll see you there.
All right. Um, Miss Angie Clark asked if we would pray for her mother. And so if you can add that to that list. Uh, the men can come. We're going to receive the offerings. Uh, do not forget this coming Thursday at 630, the ladies meeting will be at Miss Alexander's uh, this coming Thursday. And so if you uh, need information, I believe I heard uh, somebody say that they're going to meet here and then whoever needs to follow uh, to Miss Alexander's house, that would be possible. And so uh, 6.30 uh, Thursday. And then also uh, we need helpers in nursery. If you can talk to Miss Allgood and then prayer partners. Uh, Miss Kelly Clark has asked if you would like to partner with a missionary that we support and receive their prayer letter and uh, pray for them. Uh, I know it'd be a great help. You can talk uh, to Miss Clark uh, about that. And after we pray, uh, Brother Matthew uh, Larson will be singing for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for all that you've done for us. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in your house this morning. Lord, would you please help us to honor you and glorify you in all that we say and do. Lord, so many prayer requests, people sick, uh, people that need help. And Lord, would you please uh, do thy will in their lives. And Lord, we ask you uh, that you'll uh, heal where needs to be healed and uh, that you'll comfort uh, the ones that have lost uh, their loved ones, and Lord, that you'd please help us this day. Help our pastor as he preaches, fill him with thy spirit. And Lord, thank you for the opportunity to give and help us to give for the furtherance of thy service. And Lord, we ask you and thank you for all that you've done for us. In your precious name we ask you. Amen. Love divine so great and wondrous, deep and mighty, pure, sublime, coming from the heart of Jesus, just the same through test of time. He, the pearly gates, will open, so my redemption and forgave me all my sin. Like a dove when hunted frightened, as a wounded fawn was I, broken hearted yet he healed me, he will heed the sinner's cry. He, the pearly gates, will open so that I may enter in. For he purchased my redemption and forgave me all my sin. Love divine so great and wondrous all my sins 
forgave I will sing his praise forever for his blood his power to save for he the pearly gates will open so that I may enter in for he purchased my redemption gave me all my sin in life's even tide at twilight at his door I'll knock and wait by the precious blood of Jesus I shall enter heaven's gate he the pearly gates will open so that I may enter in for he purchased my redemption and forgave me all my sin thank you brother if you have your Bible open with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 48 Isaiah chapter number 48. While you find your place, I'd, I'd like to say, um, church, I love you very much. And I'm very humbled to stand as the pastor of Tabernacle this morning in front of you. And this week, as I was praying, I felt led to share some things when I got to the pulpit this week. My wife is here, so she's a witness to this. But ever since Mary and I got married, when we were on deputation to be missionaries to um, North Korea, I told her, I told God, and I told everybody that I, that I know that I never wanted to pastor in America. And I had several reasons for that. One of which, while we were on deputation, going from church to church to church to church, just speaking honestly this morning, I seen so many churches and so many people who called themselves Christians who cared less what God said in the Bible. And I seen that to stand up and preach what God said in the Bible, caused church fights and problems and I had no interest in that and it put something in my heart that I wanted to go to the other side of the world and preach the word of God to people that never heard it that they might hear the word of God and be saved and that has been in my heart for 10 years and, and last year about this time give or take a couple weeks Our former pastor and many of our very dear friend, Brother Logan, he resigned. Broke my heart. Broke many of your hearts. And a few weeks after that, I was reading in my Bible. And God gave me many Bible verses. And I knew that one day that the pulpit committee was going to come talk to me. And to say that that scared me is an understatement. 
Not only that, I loved what I was doing. And I intended to die or be killed doing what we were doing. And as time went on, the Lord, he kept bringing more than 20, 25 Bible verses back to my mind. And as the church prepared to vote on Brother Suttles, I said, see God, I'm definitely not a man of God like that. I said, he's certainly probably the man. But then the church did not vote for him. And then as the time drew on and Brother Jeremy Chisholm was a candidate here. Brother Chisholm supported us since we were on deputation. He's always been a friend. And I said, well, Lord, now I know that's the man. And then Brother Chisholm, he backed out. And I was in Thailand when that happened. And when Brother Chisholm backed out, I knew with all of my heart that when I got back, I didn't know how long it would take, but I knew that they were going to come talk to me. I'd come into this auditorium and I would pray. And as I told you, and I just trust the Holy Spirit to tell you I'm telling the truth. I'd come in here for hours and pray. And God changed my heart. And he put a love in my heart for every one of you. And some of you, I don't even know your names. I try, by the grace of God, to pray for every one of y'all by name every morning. Some of you, I don't pray for you by name because I don't know your name. And then as I become the pastor of the Lord, he began to tell me what to preach. And any preacher will tell you, he doesn't get to pick what he preaches. God tells him what to preach. And I began to ask God, God, why can't I preach the messages that are just going to make people happy? Why can't I preach the messages that are just going to make people love me? I said, I said God, why can't I, I just preach the messages that are easy? I got a bunch of them in my Bible. I wish he'd let me preach. And God said, Josh, we're going this way. And I have no option but to follow him. But church, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you why God gives me those messages. It's because God doesn't want me nor you, to simply have a superficial Christianity. He, he doesn't want us to just go to church and hear something that tickles our ear and makes us happy, and we go out the rest of the week and live in complete rebellion to God and be deceived thinking we love Jesus. He doesn't want that. He wants us to know exactly what the Word of God said. And he wants to put you and me in a place where he tries our heart and shows us, are we indeed walking with him? And that, that's, that should be the duty of every preacher. Amen? But I want to tell you with all my heart, I love you. And I pray for you. On Sundays, at times I've been preaching through the book of James. And, and then 
God would lead me to preach other messages and I'd go back to James and preach a message and then he'd lead me to preach other messages. And God has been showing me that these other messages that he's been leading me to preach are dealing with the things that I preached in James. And so I have prepared all week, all week, and even before this week, to start today from the book of James chapter number 2. And even to last night as I prayed and as I was prepared, something in the back of my heart felt like the timing to start James chapter 2 was not correct. And so I, I went and I got my other Bible. There was a verse that was, there was a section of scripture that was ringing in my heart. And I'm here today in Isaiah chapter 48. I don't have a title. I just have a message for you that God gave to me. Let's pray. Lord, I love you and I love these precious people. God, would you use your word today to search my heart and to search our hearts? Lord, would you work in a mighty way in every life? If there's anybody that's not saved today, I pray that the hammer of the word of God will shatter the rock of their heart in pieces and that they might find themselves in repentance and faith at the altar being born again. Lord Jesus, I pray for those of us who are saved that your word would challenge and try our hearts and bring us where we need to be with you and help us, God. Lord, may the will of the Lord be done. Thank you for your blessings and your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Isaiah chapter 48, beginning in verse number 9. I'd like to read through to verse 22. And I will be going to other places as well in the word of God. For my name's sake. So may I just stop right there and say that everything that God does is for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. For my name's sake will I defer mine anger. And for my praise will I refrain for thee that I cut thee not off. Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. If I may pause right there to make explanation from my heart of what God put these verses in my heart about. As we look around in churches and we look around at Christianity... My friend, the world, the flesh, and the devil are trying to take over the church. I believe it was Lester Roloff that said the world quit going to church when the church started going to the world. And, and, and now many things in the church are the same as the world. The hobbies of people in the church are the same as the world. The way that people in the church talk is the same as in the world. The things they watch on TV are the same as the people in the world who live in rebellion against God. There's becoming no difference. The divorce rate is the same in the church as in the world. Yep. Homes in the church are falling apart like in the world. And part of the reason is because the church has adopted philosophies, mentalities, methodologies that are foreign to the Bible 
and that are the ways of the world. I know that that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's the truth. And the burden on my heart is only through God. I am nothing. Only through God and only with the help of the Holy Spirit and only by the Word of God is to remind myself and you of the boundary of what God said and of what he desires. Hearken unto me, O Jacob. You see, we find here, you find Israel in the, for, in the, in the beginning part of Isaiah. You, you find a lot of, of, of judgment being pronounced. And you know what it's because of? Rebellion. Israel knew what God wanted. Israel knew God's ways. Israel knew God's word. And they didn't want it. They wanted to say they were God's people, but they wanted to go another way. Hearken unto me, O Jacob, in Israel, my called, I am he. I am the first, I also am the last. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. I see here the Almighty God. The one who commanded all things into place. And he said when he calls unto them, they snap into attention. They stand up together. They answer. They respond to him. He laid the foundation of the earth. But may I, may I bring out today, he laid the foundation of Tabernacle Baptist Church. Amen. He laid the foundation of these ministries. He laid the foundation of the revival out of which this church was birthed. All ye assemble yourselves, verse 14, and hear. Which among them hath declared these things? The Lord hath loved him. He will do his pleasure on Babylon, and his arm shall be on the Chaldeans. I even I have spoken, yea, I have called him, I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning. From the time that it was, there am I. And now the Lord God and his spirit has sent me. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Notice with me verse number 18. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. Thy seed also had been as the sand and the offspring of thy bowels like the gravel thereof. His name should not have been cut off nor destroyed from before me. Go ye forth of Babylon, flee ye from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing. Declare ye, tell this, utter it even to the end of the earth. Say ye, the Lord hath redeemed his servant Jacob. And they thirsted not when he led them through the deserts. He caused the waters to flow out of the rock for them. He clave the rock also, and the waters gushed out. Notice verse 22. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. I read all of that only to bring out parts of certain verses. I would say to you, my burden to preach this morning begins in verse number 11. For mine own sake, even for mine own sake will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. 
By the grace of God, I do not think I have a long message at all this morning, but I do think I have a pointed message to bring out. Two things in this, in this verse break my heart. He said here, for how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. The book of Psalms teaches us that God is holy. Isaiah 57 actually said that his name is holy. And the Bible said that he, that he put his word above his name. And his word says to us today, for how should my name be polluted? If you'll look with me in Psalm 79, Psalm 79 Verse number one, O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heaps. My burden in this passage of scripture this morning is because there is a, a move of Satan and a move of the world, the flesh, and the devil to go contrary to what God wants. Yep, that's right. And God said here, for how should my name be polluted? And immediately when I read this, many things start popping into my mind that I have seen with my own eyes, with my own ears, over the last 17 years of being saved. The first thing that I see is that the proper glory needs to be directed to God. Everything is supposed to be about bringing glory to God. Not about bringing glory to me. Not about bringing glory to you. But the Bible said unto him be glory in the church. Well, how do we bring glory to God? We bring glory to God by obeying God. By letting his word be the authority and the king. By letting his way and his wisdom lead everything. By being yielded to him. Giving him glory. Not only do I, do I have that written here about the proper glory going to God. But if I could say part two of, part of point number one is I think that people worship sickens God. Oh, I am, I am so thankful. I am so thankful for, for the heritage of this church and the testimony of, of Dr. Seitler and Dr. Aiken and Dr. Logan. But none of these men would for one second condone being worshipped. But yet there are individuals all around the world and all around in churches. I've even heard with my own eyes and ears them tell me I stopped listening to the word of God and I just started following a preacher. That's a problem, my friend. We're not supposed to worship people. We're supposed to worship God. He's supposed to be the Lord of the church. 
the church doesn't go on because of some preacher. The church goes on because of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. But in China, they have their people worship. In Korea, they have their people worship. In America, they have their people worship. In the Bible, they had their people worship. Some said, well, I'm of Paul. Some said, well, I'm of Peter. Well, Paul said, y'all should all be of God. And you see, this is a problem. Because God said, I will not give my glory to another. I will not. And we should never allow that. We should never allow that. So the proper glory must go to God. But people worship cannot exist. But then the third point is the pollution of the holy. When we come into the presence of God, that is supposed to be a holy thing. When we come to church to worship, it's supposed to be a a holy thing. But my friend, we are not supposed to be hypocrites. We are not supposed to come here and dress one way here and act one way here and talk one way here and then when we leave, go live the complete opposite way. No. That's not what the Word of God teaches at all. The Word of God teaches us that we're supposed to live the same way outside of the church. We're supposed to be the same way outside of the church. The pollution of the holy. Minds, hearts, thoughts, methodologies are becoming polluted because they're not being built on what God said. May I say this? Number four, the precepts of God's word are being ignored. Can you imagine being so bold as to knowing that God said something and people looking at it like, hmm, do I want to listen to that or not? Can you imagine preachers being so bold knowing that something's written in the word of God and them telling people, well, I see it differently. Can you imagine? I think about alcohol. I think about alcohol. The Bible has nothing good to say about alcohol. Matter of fact, the Bible says don't even look at it. But yet, there are peoples and churches that partake. They have it in their home. Well, you you say, well, not at Tabernacle. I hope not. Amen? Amen. You say, well, that's an easy one to preach against. Well, there's a whole bunch of others. What about separation? Separation from the world. My friend, you just go flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18, and you read it, and that's a message directly from the mouth of God about how you and I are supposed to be separate from the world. But yet every day of my life and every day of your life, You see people who say they love Jesus and call themselves Christians living exactly how God told them not to. Isn't that a problem? 
as I read these words, for how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. I think about modesty. Modesty. I don't know anybody, any lady that would walk in here with no clothes on. But yet people think that it's okay if you get around a large body of water to take all your clothes off. That's rebellion to God. And it's against the word of God. Oh, I, I know what I'm saying is not popular, but it is what God said. I think about marriage. Something that was created by God. Holy, pure, and innocent. And in every way, in every way, when you preach just what God created it to be, it will be attacked even in the church. It should not be. It should not be. I was, I was telling Micaiah and Hannah that I admire the way that they're courting each other. Because you don't have a problem with them sitting too close to each other. You don't have a problem with them being in a questionable atmosphere. And you know what they're talking about? What do you believe about the Bible? What do you believe about salvation? You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to honor God. I salute y'all. May I say this? The peace of God's house is becoming compromised. You see, my friend, how can two walk together except they be agreed? If we're going to have peace with God, we must go this way. You say, well, Brother Josh, this is a message for the Methodists and, and for the Catholics. Well, they need to listen too. But it's a message for us because it's what the Word of God says. You say, well, I don't see all these things here. Well, I praise God for that. But the devil, he intends to try to bring them. And we need to set the bulwarks high. You say, what's a bulwark? You go read the book of Deuteronomy. And the Bible talked about setting up a bulwark. And what it is, is it's a barrier, a blockade that stopped the enemy from being able to come over. Purity is vanishing. Purity is vanishing. You know, one of the problems, one of the many problems I have with the other versions is it takes away from the virgin birth. And it'll, it'll refer to a, a young woman. My friend, in the day and hour we live, a large number of young women are not virgins. Purity is being attacked. May I remind you, God is holy. Yes. 
and everything about him is holy. And he desires us to respect that. Some folks might say, I'm getting tired of hearing that. Well, that reveals something about your heart. Because Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he said, he commanded. He told the preacher to preach. He's the one. It's his fault. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And that's from the mouth of the Lord God himself. Purity is vanishing and defilement is prospering. As the psalmist, I read it, Psalm 79, 1, the heathen have come into thine inheritance. Do you know who the heathen are? The heathen are those that do not know God. And the proper path is being obstructed and blurred. There's always something trying to stand in the way of preaching and teaching, this is the way we must go. May I say this? Powerful, powerful prayers are missing. The night I was voted in as the pastor, we went to eat Mexican and Miss Faye Cash Johnson, she had a, a recording on her phone of her daddy praying. She said as little girls, they'd be playing. Did he pray in the bathroom? Is that, is that where he prayed? And she said they'd be playing. All the kids would be outside and they'd be playing. And, and, and he'd go in the bathroom. And I guess they'd, that, that because it was hot, the windows would be open. And he, he'd get to praying. And they could hear him down the street. Oh, God! Crying out, praying. She said, she said it'd simmer down. Folks were like, oh, he, he, he quit. And it was about a few minutes later, and there he was again, calling out to God. Where's the powerful prayer? That brings conviction, that convicts hearts, that changes lives. Clyde Johnson was a drunk. He used to sell his watch all the time or pawn it to go buy liquor. He said he wouldn't even drive by tabernacle. He was so under conviction. There's a word you don't hear anymore. You always hear, I made a decision for God or, 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 or something. No, whatever happened to conviction? I love when Brother Roth said yesterday, he asked that man at his door, have you ever been under conviction? Has the Holy Spirit ever showed you you had a need to get saved? Powerful prayer. Where is it? The Bible said, because the love of many a wax cold. Because the love of many a wax cold. Iniquity shall abound. Because the love of many a wax cold. You see, if we'd get fervent for Jesus, iniquity would not abound. But when you get somebody who gets on fire for Jesus and they, they get on fire and they want to serve God, you know what people start doing? They start mocking people in church. Start mocking them and laughing at them. What's wrong? We're a church. We're supposed to love God. Amen. 
If you'll notice with me, verse number 18. Oh, that thou hadst hearkened to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. You know, one of the reasons people don't have peace, you know, one of the reasons everything's in havoc is because they hadn't hearkened unto his commandments. The Bible talks about a man being filled with his own ways. The, The doctrine of the day is follow your heart. My friend, whatever you do, don't follow your heart. It will lead you to destruction and regret. Follow what God says. If you'll notice with me in verse 22. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. Those that have made up their mind, I'm not going to go with what God says. I'm not going to do it. Well, you're not going to have any peace. My heart is burdened this morning because of the love God put in my heart for everybody here. I don't want the things I've heard and seen to happen to your home, your family, your child, your wife, your husband. That's why God set these boundaries. Satan, what did the Bible say? The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Oh, you better believe he paints it pretty. That's why you drive by the the billboards with the liquor on it. What does he put up there? He puts a, a fair looking lady. Trying to make it look innocent. You know what the Bible said about that fair looking woman? Her guests are in the depths of hell. My friend, we better listen to God. As I go through these verses, and especially as I read them, and as I allow the Lord to search my heart. God burdens my heart and makes his desire clear to me that he desires the blessing of the Lord here at Tabernacle. But not only in our church, but in your personal life, he desires it. Will you look with me in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 in a very, very popular passage of scripture. Solomon had dedicated the temple and he prayed and he asked God many things and part of those things he asked God was if your people ever get away from you, if, if, if the blessing of God ever ceases, if, if we ever get out of the will of God, will you make a way that things can be made right? We'll start in verse number 12 of Second Chronicles chapter 7. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain. Did you notice who's the one that shut it up? It was God. That rain, it speaks to the bountiful blessing. God said, if I turn the blessing off, he said, if I command the locusts to devour the land, he said, if I, if, if I send these things to start devouring, he said, if I send pestilence among my people, Notice verse 14, very popular. He said, if my people, 
Well, you say, well, Brother Josh, this only applies to Israel. Let me ask you a question. Are you one of his people? If my people, which are called by my name, you see his people, they're a holy people. Because in Jesus Christ, we've been made holy by the blood. Paul told Timothy his people were called with a holy calling. Because God's name is holy. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Oh, the Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. The Bible said pride goeth before destruction, but to humble ourselves. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. I don't need to humble you. You don't need to humble me. We need to humble ourselves. It didn't say there we should pray for God to humble us. It says humble themselves. He said, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. When I read those three words, I see that we need to hearken to God. To pray and to seek his face and to turn. You see, when you pray, the moment you start to pray, God's going to reveal, oh, there's something blocking that door. There's something blocking access. And as we seek his face, you know he's going to reveal? He's going to reveal everything in our heart that's wrong. Psalm 66, 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And he said, and turn from their wicked ways. That's repentance. Notice what he said next. He said, then will I hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin and heal their land. He said, I'll hear and I'll heal. You see, it's all on you and it's all on me. But closing out, I want to read this next verse. Verse number 15. This is God talking. Now mine eyes shall be open and mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. You know what God said? I'm waiting. I'm listening. I'm watching. My friend, all around, the devil seeks to to destroy, to steal, and to harm. But the Lord said, but I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And that's what he wants. That blessing of God. That's what he wants in your life. That's what he wants in our church. That's what he wants in your home, in your family. 1 Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. Said, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. May God search us and fulfill his good will in our lives. When I read those words, O God, the heathen have come into thine inheritance. I don't want that here. May we go God's direction. Let's stand together.
If the Lord spoke to you, the altar's open. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd search our hearts today. Lead God and direct. Bring conviction where needed. If anybody's not saved, I pray you'd deal with them that they might repent and believe the gospel and be saved. Lord, help us to follow you, to walk with you, to serve you. May the will of the Lord be done. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine, for thee all the follies of sin I resign, my gracious Redeemer, my Savior, Art thou, if ever I love thee, my Jesus is now. I love thee because thou hast first loved me and purchased my pardon. On Calvary's tree, I love thee for wearing the thorns on thy brow. If ever I love thee, my Jesus is now.